Hello, and welcome to the Missionary Disciple Podcast by Catholic Christian Outreach. The aim of this podcast is to inspire, equip, and challenge you, our listener, to be an active and effective evangelist. If you have any questions about evangelization, please email us at podcast at cco.ca, and we'll answer them in a future episode. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to the Missionary Disciple Podcast. Today we have with us Holly Leonard and Michael Hall, and we're going to be talking about the three M's of a movement. Mysterious title, the three M's of a movement. And just before we even go into it, I just going to lay out a little bit like what do we mean by a movement and we could do a whole episode on a movement but just in in a broad sweeping way it would be a group of people that are united under a particular mission and that they can accomplish much more together than they could on their own so they have this it's it's a group in a mission it's versus being an association or a club we're a movement so these three m's of movement is a teaching that we do that emphasizes these integral factors that keep the integrity of a movement as a movement. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hand it over to uh, our expert, uh, Michael Hall, to explain the three M's, just in like a broad overview, and yeah, then we'll true. go yeah. into them. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, first you look at uh, multiplication, be the first of the three M's. So um, multiplication is basically having the mindset that this is not just about the person in front of you, but it's about the, the next generation after that and the next generation after that. We talk about it with um, kind of, Three other, another acronym of PEC, Proclaim, Equip, Commission, that we're always proclaiming the gospel, we're equipping people to live the gospel, but also to proclaim the gospel, and then we're commissioning them to go out and do that, to live the life of faith, but also to live the life of mission as well. Okay. And so there's always that mindset. Um, momentum is basically that God is moving. God is always moving something forward and that we are uniting around a common goal that is, uh, but it's a common goal for God's glory. Uh, and so the the yeah, a, a, when you have momentum, your movement is always going forward. Mm. It's not stagnant. Okay. Um, it should always yeah be moving forward and moving forward for God's glory, not just for the sake of movement, but moving towards the goal that you set up that God has given you. Okay. Um, and then management is that you can be moving forward, you can be multiplying, but if you don't have this thing under control, it's going to get out of control. Okay. Um, and so you need management um, to make sure that people are cared for to make sure that your movement is cared for and that it's kind of you're stewarding its growth in the right direction. Um, it also is just part of the the look and feel. If it if it looks and feels like it's out of control, it can often be unattractive to people because mm-hmm. they say you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. Um, so you want to have kind of all the details in place. But again, that's it's not just about the look of it. It's also that you're then caring for the people. People don't fall through the cracks because you have good management okay. of, of the people. Okay. So if no one listened any further, actually, you've just done a, <clears throat> like a brilliant synopsis of a teaching on the three M's. So bye. <laughs> anyway, so let's just go a little deeper into that. So let's talk about multiplication. Maybe I'll swing over to Holly. Like why is multiplication so key? For a movement. I think it because it defines the expectation and the dynamic of what the relationships look like in the mm. movement. So it's like, um, again, you contrasted with club, but it, it the multiple multiplication makes it a movement because when I'm connecting with someone and I'm investing in them and I'm loving them and I'm using the program, I'm using the material, I'm using this tool, but it's just that it's a tool to help me proclaim more completely in a way that they can receive who Jesus is and who he wants to be in their lives. Um 
I'm super celebrate that step and I'm excited when that happens, but it's like my satisfaction is only complete when I've, I've completed the commissioning of inviting them into the mission. So, um, it helps me pace myself as a leader and, um, like know the steps that lie before me, that this is what's expected because the renewal of the world is necessary. Um, Mm. and it's possible if I look at this individual, not like, Oh, I'm going to get something out of you, but the Lord has called me to the renewal of the world. And this is the particular mission I'm living it out in. Therefore the leaders he brings to me, I get to multiply into and through and leave with them the legacies that will follow the next generation. Like, Mm. like you spoke about. So yeah, we take time to completely proclaim, yeah, in a way that they can receive. We take time to equip them in holiness and in mission, like the two sides of the coin, like we often speak about. And then we invite them to do what we've just done with them to another who will mm-hmm. do it to another. Um, and that that is the process out of the gates that I'm aware of. This is the dynamic that we do here. And that is what makes it distinct because there are groups, there are prayer groups that like I also attend and there are ministries that I go to for particular functions. But this piece, you know, in the mission and building the kingdom is to multiply, to make multiplying missionaries. So it's distinctive mm-hmm. of a movement. It is distinctive. Yeah. Right. So the other entities that you described are are appropriate and good for what they're they're doing but as a movement there has to be multiplication because mm-hmm. it implies growth yeah and you could do addition growth sure but i think we've had an episode on spiritual multiplication yeah. maybe mm-hmm. not but that addition <laughs> is is a way of growing but the the smarter more effective more potential actually yeah. is through multiplication that's right and build, growing leaders that's right so that there's always it, it can always like you said like go on the mission can go on beyond the people that we have that day. Yeah. Yeah. And we have different language that we use in CCO. Like we've got the next generation mindset, meaning Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking about who are the next upcoming leaders that, that I'm reaching that they're just, I'm just talking for the first time today, but I already see their potential for how amazing they would be if they could work with other people (laughs) once they know and love the Lord. Right. We also talk one, two, three, four lately. Right. So there's this, there's this um, propensity in us to be trying to put language around um, an ownership of, multiplying leaders. Mm-hmm. We're not hoping to just be the leader forever. We we want to work ourselves out of a job. That's right. And so we're looking for opportunities. We're looking for ways to entrust, to impart, to share responsibility, to invite them into mm-hmm. the mission. And that's what it would look like if you came and spent a day around that group. From the outside, it looks like a group. Like it totally looks like a happy group of people. Right. And uh, But when you start yeah, seeing the different functions and the ways that the people are carrying it, it becomes really obvious that it's not just one guy that everyone's following or a, a group of three people. There's um, shared ownership, shared um, responsibility. Tasks are happening. Excitement is happening. A shared ownership, yeah, in yeah. the mission mm-hmm. is becomes obvious. It should be obvious. In, yeah, there's in an movement. intentionality of even mm-hmm. having um, people alongside of you is that you're actually building into them, multiplying into them through the activity that they're helping you with because you're like, someday you'll be able to do this. Mm-hmm. There's always a teaching sort of um, perspective um, that we want to build into people, equip them so that they they can do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you do hang around at first glance, at first blush, it's like they're fun. Yeah. But actually there's an intentionality in, in practically everything we do, even the having fun. I think right? so. <laughs> <laughs> what would go wrong, Michael, if we didn't have multiplication happening? We just had the other M's of the movement. We have We have momentum and we've got some management. So meaning like we probably have some really exciting things and they're well organized, but we're not multiplying people. What goes wrong? Well, it's only going to last as long as you have those uh, contagious leaders ah. who are going to you know, carry that momentum forward. If they aren't preparing another generation of leaders, mm-hmm. then when they're 
finished being the leaders for whatever reason that might be, um, if they don't have the next generation, then you're at the very, maybe very best, you're starting from scratch. And at the very worst, it might just collapse because there's there's no there's been no multiplication of leaders to be able to take the place of mm-hmm. the people who are currently leading. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we look at like a campus, for example, um, you know, people are around for just a few years on campus. If those leaders don't multiply next generation, then they graduate and they leave, what's left? You know, mm-hmm. and the same can go for a parish. Those parish leaders, they, they get transferred in their job, they move away, they retire, and they don't have the time anymore. What happens then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's hard. You can end up. No, I'm just thinking as he's saying it, it's like it's not hard to end up there. You know, it's it's kind of like we might be listening. Go, oh, I would never, and that would never happen. (laughs) But it's like it's really not hard to end up there because along the way, you're planning an event or you're planning the next twelve weeks of what's happening. And if we're not asking ourselves, okay, yes, we're the core team or we're the staff team or we're the we're the like tinier group of people that are planning the things, um, and you don't say who can I include and how can I include them or who would be ready to kind of watch me do this and get ready to be the next one. Um, it almost, yeah, you'll still plan the super awesome thing and it'll happen and those weeks will unfold, but it's missed opportunities along the way that, and that you end up there, right? Mm-hmm. You don't like kind of wake up in the morning and go, yeah, totally not choosing to multiply. It's, it's actually the opposite. It's like a for, forgetting that it is little, um, throughout the day to entrust, to trust the, the people that God has brought in our midst that he wants to build us to build into them, even if yeah they don't look like it yet or behave in the certain ways, it's like, hey Lord, how can I, you know? And it's small things. Like if if I can give a couple examples, it'd be like, you know, you're organizing an event, and it's really natural for you and your core people to be the one to give the testimony, to be the welcomer, to get the snacks. But there's so much room, and we'll get into that within management um, to entrust like pieces of that mission in a really important way, um, which is multiplication to invite someone new to give a testimony and to spend time training them. That's an action of multiplication. Mm-hmm. You could have easily just actually more quickly done it. And I think that's the temptation is, okay, we've got to be fast and we don't have time. We don't want to bother mm-hmm. people. Um, they're already doing so much. They're already coming out on Tuesday nights. Yes. Yeah. But if you really are driven yeah, to build a movement and multiplication is the way, then you have to like consistently reflect on ways to entrust and invite others like into the work. Yeah. yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with you. Like, it's the thing we'd all say, yeah, that sounds right. But then in real life, I've got awesome leaders mm-hmm. and we're just going to go and we're we're doing great until those leaders are gone. And for us, we we have a little bit of an advantage because we're on campus and we only have people for three or four years, mm-hmm. maybe sometimes one or two. So we have to keep multiplying through those people to find the new people and building up new leadership all the time. So we're a little bit used to it. But if I was working in a parish, for sure I would use the same awesome person for 40 years because mm-hmm. they're they're, they're awesome, they're committed, they're doing it. Yeah, but I'm not actually growing any other awesome people maybe as well as this has as good as this person is mm-hmm. because I don't have to. And I don't like work. So I'm totally, time. it takes yeah. time. Patience, it takes failure. patience. <laughs> evaluating what they need next. Like, what can I bring them into? How can I teach them this? Like, it's... It's slower and harder, mm-hmm. but why we do it is because we're a movement that's implying growth and sending out growing leaders into the world. Mm-hmm. So it it means work. 
And it's worth mm-hmm. it. It's and worth it's it, worth not it. just for our group to do well and our group to become a movement, but for these individuals as they go on and leave their time in the movement, become moms and dads and leaders um, and priests and great, like, yeah, diocesan employees, they remember and they've learned and they've assimilated like these these principles and they can live them out in the settings that they go into um, because they matter. Yeah, <laughs> they, they matter. matter for it to go. And mm-hmm. if your leaders don't have that mindset, then they they want those opportunities because they are the leaders. They want to be, you know, like, oh, I, I my testimony is ready and I'm really good at it. So I should probably do it. Why would you ask the newer person who's never done it before when you've got somebody who's polished? But if you have a multiplication mindset, you know that it's not just about what this one instance looks like, this one event or this one small group or whatever. Story. You know, you're building into this person who's going to become the next generation of leaders. So you're willing to tolerate mm-hmm. maybe a slightly lower quality because you know you're building this person up mm-hmm. into being the next generation of leader. But then that's a that's a decision you have to make. And that means that maybe, you know, if the perfectionism side of you might go, oh, I don't know, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I, I just want this person, I know what they'll do. I know it'll yeah. be perfect when they do it. But it's for the sake of growth. It's for the sake of the future leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, we're never going to build them if they don't get a chance to grow. We have to give them that chance. It's scary. Yeah. 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 And it's intentional accompaniment. So yep. I like your example about the testimony because we're not just going to say, well, well, we'll dedicate it to the new kid. No, we're going to sit down. We're going to write the testimony, help them figure out their conversion, help them articulate it, show them how to say it, um, have them practice with us, uh, tell with them, them they can do it, pray yeah. with them, all the things. And after they do it, we'll give them feedback. And like, wow, if you could do that all over again, you know, here's what you did great. And here's what, you know, you could have done differently. And But when you do it again, it's going to be even better. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's that accompaniment that you have to walk alongside them as you're multiplying. It's mm-hmm. not just. Well, let's push it down to, let's not hazing, like give it yeah. to the new kid, right? We're going to like walk with you because yeah. we want you to be able to then teach someone else how to give a testimony Because what are next they acquiring? Year? Like while, she, while we're doing that with them, they're acquiring like confidence. They see that mm-hmm. the gospel is of first importance in the very way that we structure and carve out the testimony. Like they see what matters most out of all the things I can say. Like they learned so much in getting worked, like a tiny task that it can look like when we're planning an event well, where does the test, who's going to be the testimony? It's actually a major, yeah, accompaniment opportunity, growth opportunity, multiplication opportunity. There's so much like under that iceberg that we're aware of. Um, and we, over time, become less tempted to the quick, you know, and and more inclined to the longer, harder work um, for the sake of that individual, for the sake of the movement, for the sake of the renewal of the world. Because um, we know that there's, yeah, the, the fruits are going to extend beyond that mm-hmm. event. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's multiplication. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just seeing if anybody else had anything to say. Okay. So let's look at um, the next M, which mm-hmm. is momentum. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So momentum. Why? Let's go to you, Hall. Mm-hmm. Why um, is momentum so important to be included in these three M's? Like, why does it get one of the top three pillars of keeping something to be a movement? I When I, yeah, w- my experience when I was um, coming into CCO, there was this vocabulary of like, God is on the move. You know, there was a language of that. And um, I think that momentum is just that. It's like that there are individuals like leaders, participants, staff or leaders, participants, core members that are caught up that um, God is doing something in their midst, that he's changing lives, that he's uh, moving powerfully, that he's healing people and bringing freedom. And they're captured by it and they're talking about it and they're taking advantage of events to talk about it. And it's like the the middle piece on the coffee table of that group that I thought they were. Right. I thought it was a group, but it was the only group I'd ever met and been close to that talked so much about what God was doing and almost so little about 
kind of normal things like complaining and processes <laughs> and, you know, just programs and, and mm-hmm. uh, what's coming next week. Oh, cool. Is it was actually all about God and um, it's, it's cultural. It's a strong cultural piece. Um, and it's, it's a force. It, it moves people, it draws people in and at the very least, like gives them questions going, okay, I, I kind of want to come back here. There's something here. And it gives very fertile soil, like for the proclamation of the gospel in their lives, for them to hear who Jesus is and who he wants to be. It's falling on this awesome, yeah, silver platter, if you will, of, yeah, he's here and he's moving and he's real. Um, okay. So besides the cultural piece, what are, um, so the culture piece that you're saying is super important. Like it's the way that we talk with an energy and an excitement about what God is up to, um, which is glory stories ties into that. Like we love to share and see what the Lord is up to. I'm going to throw it back to Michael and just like paint the picture for our listeners of like, what are some types of events or things that a movement does that are momentum building? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, there's lots of different ways you can go about it. One of the things you're trying to do is just create an excitement. Okay. Um, but it's not just a rah-rah, here we are, like, yes, let's go. It's like we talk about a man-made momentum. We can we can get really excited about things just for the sake of being right. excited about things. But it's about, as Holly was saying, like, what is, what is God doing and getting excited about that? So getting people uh, into places where they can encounter God in an, in an exciting way, which any encounter with God should be exciting. You know, you're encountering the Lord of the universe. This is a big deal. Um, so, you know, if I think about our campus experience, we often do things like retreats um, is one of the big ways we can mm-hmm. build momentum. It's it's kind of like a big event or like our Rise Up conference. It's big. It's flashy. Um, it gets people really excited. Mm-hmm. Those are like big you know, kind of big swings at momentum. Um, But then there's also like your day-to-day momentum that you're trying Mm -hmm. to build as well. So we would have, you know, your your weekly event, uh, you know, that you might have on your campus. Um, That can be a moment because you're bringing a bunch of people together and they'll have a common experience, which can really drive forward um, a com- yeah, the common experience they can rally around and want to bring others into. Okay. And that can happen with these big, you know, a rise up type experience, mm-hmm. you know, or a, a, a weekend retreat that can happen with a Eucharistic adoration night because people go and they encounter God and they, they walk away from that excited. And then part of the way you build the momentum from it is that you talk about it mm-hmm. and you see, it's not just that they go and have this experience, but now you, you, help them put context into that experience. You speak about it. You get them, you speak about it individually. You speak to in groups and then you get them to speak to others about it. Um, so they say, yeah, I had a great time at the whatever event, mm-hmm. or even just in my small group. I loved my discovery experience. You should probably try that too. Like it was really great. Let me tell you about why it was mm-hmm. so great. And just even those small things then can create momentum um, even just the smallest thing of people coming in saying, I had a great prayer time this morning. Mm. That can create momentum. Right. It's the smallest thing, but it's because you're talking about what God is doing. And if we rally around together what God is doing, then it's exciting. Okay. And then people want to get on board with that sort of thing because they see this isn't just uh, a stagnant group. Right. It's not that groups are stagnant, but this this particular group is stagnant. You know, or They just do stuff. Uh, maybe for the sake of doing things, mm-hmm. but actually in what's happening, God is moving and, and he's moving in individuals. He's moving in the whole body. And so I want to get on board with that. Right. Like, yeah, there's something exciting happening here. Momentum should create that, you know, where other people then want in on what's going on mm-hmm. because they go, something different is happening here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And as you're, as you're building a movement, um, you're growing a movement, you're, you're making a map, you know, with your core team of like, okay, how are we going to do this thing? And, um, you have short-term plans, you have long-term plans, and this is a big enough deal that we put it in as like, if there's three M's, like momentum really is a big deal. So just as mm-hmm. important as the details and booking all the rooms of where you're at, where your face studies are going to happen or where your adoration nights, also the intentionality of where will we need momentum, you know, and why will we need it there? Where will there be a gap between everyone finishing discovery and shoot? There's that big, big event happening. Well, like you just looking smart at your year, um, like really far out and then moving backwards to place things. And so we've talked a lot about the phases and you can, you can check out those episodes. We can link them where we just on our campus have a rhythm like that just runs itself as a movement um, all around the, the calendar year where there's events that, um, you know, fall retreat and then rise up and then missions. And those are all just carefully placed and they're really yeah, smartly yeah. placed. And in parishes and in other settings, we, we're we looking at that. We're going, okay, where is the time where we, we think it's really smart to put all of our team's energy towards an event, you know, and what will we do following up after that? Uh, so two of the layers and you were getting at it, you know, in your examples of what's the daily momentum and, and the bigger momentum, I would see like, on a, at a parish that's choosing, okay, you know what? We want to invite people to discovery. We're going to do that through our in, individual invitation, but we also want to do an event so that it can look like an attractive initiative to be a part of. So at an adoration night, um, they're placing them exactly around the time when their leaders are ready to start new studies. So they have a new crop of leaders coming and entrusting them with leadership at the event, which is multiplication. There's momentum because the leaders are at a cool new thing that they're kind of in charge of, but the old crowd is also there kind of in charge. There's shared excitement. And then there's scheduled lingering right after for the core group of people and the leaders that were there that night. Like, what did you see God do? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yes, there's the participants experience of like, Whoa, I'll do the discovery study. If this is what this, group is up to this is cool and attractive and there's prayer teams and there's people that are really welcoming um but also for the new leaders and the existing leaders to get together and to reinforce like first of all we expect that god did things tonight and let's talk and share it implies that they're having spiritual conversations and you're taking advantage Mm -hmm. of that night to the fullness to grow those leaders um build momentum in their heart that the little hard thing or the big hard thing that they had to do that night mattered for what god did in that individual life that was changed Um, so it is those daily and those can happen after face studies. Like you might be in a setting where there's not a lot of events and large group and retreat and these things, but it doesn't mean you can't create momentum, like debrief at the end of the week after your face studies, you know, with your leaders. And that is a momentum event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a reminder of coming together that God is doing something and you're using it to, um, yeah, to continue to invite them to give their yes and the sacrifice, um, because there's weight, right, involved in, in in ministry and in leadership. And momentum just complements it, but also reminds us of why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. So here you guys saying, like, there's an energy, there's a rallying, mm-hmm. there's um, an encouragement that happens in it. Yes. So it keeps people um, not isolated. And I think that's, like, the enemy's tactic is to isolate, mm-hmm. divide, make us feel alone. But when we're we're brought together in the the unity and vibrancy of the Holy Spirit, and like God is on the move, this happened. That was so awesome. We're all together. We did something excellently that had a goal, and I feel more encouraged and inflamed to go and do my mission mm-hmm. with all mm-hmm. of my friends that we are like minded. Mm-hmm. We need that energy because 
we get tired. We get discouraged. Yep. We're like, oh, my group wasn't that great. Uh, my this wasn't that great. But then you gather with the other leaders and someone says something. You're like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, I want that. Okay, I'm going to pray for that. And I like how she did that. I'm going to try that in my group next time. And you have some success. Or, mm -hmm. okay, that inspires me. I, I'm just going to persevere more. So we need to be encouraged because we're just, <laughs> we're so weak that we're like, uh, is it, is this working? I don't know. And we, we just, we, we're meant to be the body of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. We're not meant to be islands. And that's, that's the Catholic church. We're meant to be together. And so as a movement in the Catholic church, we want to have momentum there so that everybody feels like something's happening mm -hmm. and that something is actually the Lord. <laughs> mm -hmm. Something's happening. And we want to inflame that as much as we can. And like, let's just, let's just keep, doing it let's let's do something great for god and carving out yeah. that time for momentum to happen like like for the debriefing and the sharing again if we're efficiency minded we're just like oh it's just an extra thing yeah. it's gonna everyone's tired just let them go let home them go. that temptation is there and like we yeah. we do it and we're like you know but <clears throat> what what you're highlighting Angel, is so real that <laughs> you're like it's such a myth it's so hard to create the settings and the environment or an event where we can really tangibly see and feel and hear about God on the move that mm -hmm. to miss the opportunity to linger and debrief is just like very sad. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's a missed opportunity of capitalizing from that momentum. That's natural that he's actually giving, you know, to you to encourage you. Um, and I remember someone like, you know, back in the day in charge of uh, overheads, you know, like just when we had the, you know, <laughs> the words for the songs <laughs> yep. that were not on open song and everything great now, but you know, hearing about a student who was impacted by, the, the worship song that they don't know and they're disoriented and being able to read the lyric and sing it and mean it really from their heart. It's like, if you weren't there and able to do that and we didn't have you, like it matters, like we're all connected um, and your yes and your sacrifice of being, having to do that annoying job, you know, for the event, it matters because look what happened, look what God used it for. So And when you're used to it happening, then you actually can't wait to all get together to share the beautiful thing that the yeah. Lord just did. We, we have it every Friday in our headquarters. We have yeah. glory story time just to share with one another and be encouraged in what the Lord is up to. And it inspires us to keep trying because it is a battle of faith, mm -hmm. but the Lord has victories in those battles. So mm -hmm. we, we need to remember them. Okay, what happens if we don't have momentum? So we've got a movement that's got multiplication, like people are being trained and uh, produced and we've got them really well organized, but we actually have no energy and momentum and rallying and um, yeah, that kind of like positive vibe going. What happens to a movement in that case? I think all the negative things that you kind of alluded to, like you were saying, mm -hmm. you know, the lies win. Like I am alone. No one cares. No one notices me. Or there's a little clickiness and whispering and gossiping mm -hmm. that can develop. Like this is dumb. We should have done this this way. Just all the the stuff from being divided, you mm -hmm. know, um, from the mission, from the purpose, from one another. Um, it, it's those like people are burdened. They start right. dropping out um, or when you are an engaged leader in a movement without momentum and you really want to invite friends, they come and they're like, I, I don't want to be here. It doesn't like there doesn't seem to be something what's attractive. That, mm -hmm. What's attractive. So even though you might like your members and you do understand the mission and there is no momentum, it's really hard to bring new people in yes. and make it be somewhere comfortable for leaders to bring people because there isn't that energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the burnout effect for your leaders is really this mm -hmm. is what I think that's where it happens. Okay. Um, because you know, 
the life of ministry is is a marathon. Like if we're really in this for the long haul, it's it's a long haul. It's really our whole life. Um, and if we want to be able to do it for the whole our whole life, um, and we know it's not easy, it's mm-hmm. difficult, and you're going to go through really hard times, and and it's going to take up lots of your life. You know, mm-hmm. That can often be the case if we're you know, really diving into leadership and that, like mm-hmm. there's, there's never an end to what needs to be done. You know, there's never, we've never reached the whole world. Um, what sustains us is the momentum, yeah. you know, is that, that excitement of, you know, that God is always on the move and seeing what he's doing on a daily basis. Um, Cause without that, we're, we're just going to fizzle out, you mm-hmm. know, and that's where I think a lot of people that we see that probably many of us know that burn out in ministry um, it's understandable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really understandable. There's a lot to do. There's a never ending task here of reaching the whole world. Yeah. But. And it's sad, you know, even in our support raising and we have, you know, we have thousands of benefactors and we take time with each of them. And because they're like really awesome, good people, maybe feeling isolated in their, their community. And we tell them what's happening on campus and we're so excited. They're, they're moved mm-hmm. because they just don't get the momentum side. Yeah. They're faithful. They're they're doing all the things, but all they're seeing is defeat. Mm-hmm. But when we share like this story or that story or this student, they're like, oh my my goodness, okay, well maybe maybe things aren't so bad. Mm-hmm. And we've always been described as being a, a movement of that brings hope. Mm-hmm. That brings hope. And why? Because we actually first of all, we have great expectations that the Lord will do something awesome and we're ready every time. We like the person saying, like, let's have glory stories, maybe never ever has the glory story, but they know there's glory stories in the mm-hmm. room. Like the Lord has done something and I need to hear it and we all need to hear it. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's a definitive marker of being a movement is this mm-hmm. momentum and mm-hmm. and also that excellence like you alluded to yeah the excellence of like a, a, a program that i could invite friends to yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely good, right mm-hmm. okay so let's go to the last m management mm-hmm. oh fun mm-hmm. let's talk about <laughs> everybody's management. favorite okay what's wh- why is management so important to a movement michael uh well i would say one of the key things is you're gonna miss people you know, and I think that's one of the things with with management is we can look at it and say, oh, it's the detail. Maybe that's the boring side of ministry, um, you know, or the part you don't want to do. I just want to get in there. I want to lead this group. I want to have this event. Um, but if we don't manage it well, we're actually going to miss the people because mm-hmm. there's um, there's that person then that doesn't get into a group. They left their name and nobody contacted them because you didn't manage well enough. Yeah. And that phone number got lost. That email got lost. And now that person's kind of hanging in the wind and, and you could have had an opportunity to reach them. Um, and so then we lose the excellence of what we do. And if we are, I mean, if if there's one thing that should define our ministries, it's excellence because mm-hmm. we're working for the Lord. And most people are drawn to fun and exciting, but also excellent too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's that frustration, I think, is the key word. Like if it's missing, yeah. people are frustrated. Like oh, I yeah. sent you guys an email. I did this, I did that. And it's like, oh yeah, it's it's just so annoying. But when also on the contrary, like when you go to an event, like rise up, like people are like, oh wow, like everything was cared for me. And I had a question, that person took care of it. And like, you guys thought of all these things, like this is there, they feel blessed and impressed, I guess, um, by, by what's the management that's making it all happen. But if those things aren't there, or maybe they don't even notice it, but they do notice it when it's not it's there. Not there. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it makes like it compromises like what you're like you're like what we're trying to do. So like if if this is a really disorganized group and it's all about proclaiming Jesus, then it's like okay, it's it, it's it's a mixed signal. Like mm-hmm. to you 
like I remember one of the first things, you know, when I was a new staff, they're like, we are a movement of excellence. Like we do everything with excellency. Mm-hmm. And it inspired me. And what I was interpreting more is that like every little thing I'm doing, every detail I'm entrusted with actually matters in a bigger story. And I need to treat it as such, like, and treat it with excellence because if I don't, then it, yeah, it impacts other people and what they're up to. Um, so to notice, to affirm, to thank, to, to do, you know, we talk about really good delegation, really clear on the details. There's a lot of moving pieces in a movement. There's timelines, there's launch dates, there's training, there's, Mm -hmm. we said we were going to do this on this day. And then actually we're, we're emailing last minute, like not being organized is it, yeah, it burns leaders, it hurts leaders. And, um, we learn and we say sorry. And, but, um, yeah, the more, uh, the better we can be in our management, um, delegating and planning. Uh, it's it's for the gospel. It will set the gospel up for success that semester. And, and the multiplication that needs to happen will happen much more smoothly. And I guess it is also to an acknowledgement that there will be attack. Like um, there's going to be opposition and interference to the work that we're trying to do. So to be strong and managed well um, helps us yeah, encounter those things with strength and to persevere. But if we're not managed well and there's interference, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's just very challenging to overcome it amidst already being disorganized. Yeah. So. And it's a quick way to lose trust with people. Yeah. You know, that if you don't yeah. take care of the details and it was something they asked um, of you or something you mm-hmm. promised to do and then you didn't do it, you don't come through, um, even though it has nothing to do with the gospel it can end up hindering your ability to proclaim the gospel because you don't portray yourself as trustworthy. That's right. And so then if you can't take care of this small detail, why would I trust you with my soul? You know, why would I trust you to teach me how to move forward in my faith life? Because you seem like you're a bit of a mess yourself. Yeah, it makes an impression. Yeah. It makes an impression. Okay, so these are the three big things. Like, So let's go, this give me just one last question here. Like, why are these three M's so important um, for a movement? Yeah, they're, they're all equally critical to um, protect us from becoming a group, which is not what we're called to be. So a group um, has a defined purpose for a, an amount of time um, and is underneath the leadership that's there at that time. But be, because we want to be a movement and we want to keep growing and entrusting and multiplying, uh, we need all three M's like at play all the time. That's that we, we have decided to be a movement and that is our unique mission. So we always need to have multiplication happening with the momentum happening and have it be really managed well uh, with excellence. Okay, great. All right. So there you go. That's the three M's of a movement and just like that doesn't come naturally. These are things that CCO leadership will be looking at on campus um, or whatever they're doing all the time. Like, how's that momentum getting in there? Are we multiplying leaders? And how's our management like lining up so that we can push forward the most people, the growing amount of people in the, the mission and objective that the Lord has given us to do? So I hope that helps you a lot in what you're doing in in parishes or on campus and that you too can be growing um, a vibrant movement. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions, comments, queries, quandaries, conundrums, or otherwise, please email us at podcast at cco.ca. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us and subscribe. Share us with your friends. Until next time, God bless.